Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast. Terry DuPont is the founder of DuPont Advisory Group, a group dedicated to providing comprehensive services to successful business owners, medical, and other professionals. Terry has top-of-the-table status in the prestigious International Million Dollar Roundtable, placing him among the top one-tenth of 1% of all professional financial advisors in the world. Terry's philosophy is, I've learned that I grow and prosper more by focusing on the success of others rather than fretting over my own. Terry is a certified financial professional with the Institute of Financial Wellness, an advisor for the power of zero taxes in retirement, chartered retirement plans specialist, certified wealth preservation planner, and certified philanthropic developer. On the podcast, Terry brings together experts in their field who have succeeded in building their business to share their secrets with you. And now, here's your host, Terry DuPont. Uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, this week's episode of Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. I'm your host, Terry DuPont. And today, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm honored and uh, fairly excited to have uh, uh, this guest on. His name is David McKnight. Uh, he's the author of The Power of Zero, uh, which has sold, I think, what, over 400,000 copies uh, so far. Uh, also, uh, the uh, developer uh, and the uh, motivation behind uh, the power of zero, the tax train is coming documentary. A uh, lot of good stuff. Uh, I followed David for some time now uh, and uh, his work is, is, is extraordinary. And so David, uh, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Uh, kudos, my friend. You know? um, thank you. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, David, if you could, just to get started, um, can you tell us a little bit about you and why you started your career? Well, financial uh, planning is really the only thing I've ever done. I graduated from Brigham Young University back in 1997, and I got right into the financial services industry. So this is the only thing I've really ever known. And uh, so I've been at it uh, over 25 years um, I, I wrote The Power of Zero back in 2013, and that was really sort of a changing point in my career. I, I wrote the book. I threw it out on Amazon, crossed my fingers, and, uh, you know, people started to, to buy the book, and it sort of the results exceeded all of my wildest expectations. So here we are uh, 10 years hence, and uh, like, like you mentioned, it sold quite a few copies and sort of sparked this revolution in, in retirement planning. Um, Basically, we believe that tax rates in the future are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today. And if that's the case, then Americans should not be putting money hand over fist into their tax deferred retirement savings vehicles like 401ks and IRAs. If you look, Terry, at the cumulative retirement savings that Americans have all across the country, uh, about 95 percent of it or something on the order of thirty five trillion dollars are in 401ks and IRAs. Only five percent of the cumulative uh Retirement balances are in tax-free accounts like Roth IRAs, which tells you that historically Americans are somewhat addicted to tax deductions. They like experiencing tax savings on the front end, and then they postpone the payment of those taxes till some point much further down the road. Uh, historically, the idea was, you know, back in the '70s when you would put money into a 401k or IRA, the idea was that you got a deduction at rates sometimes as high as 70% with the expectation that you would be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Well, 
that's all flipped on its ear. We now know that um, all the experts tend to agree that tax rates even 10 years from now are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today. And if that's the case, why are Americans continuing to get tax deductions at historically low tax rates only to postpone the payment of those taxes to a point in the future when tax rates are likely to be much higher than they are today? So that's really the essence of, of the book, uh, the essence of the message. And that's really what I've been trying to get out to uh, to Americans over the last uh, 15 years or so. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're doing a great job of it, I might add. Um, and, and David, the, one of the biggest things uh, that I've noticed and experienced um, is, you know, there's a lot or a good number of financial gurus or uh, advisors out there on the internet uh, that are doing something similar, uh, you know, talking about future taxation and you know, trying to warn people and get them prepared. Um, and, but I have found that most of them are lacking in a number of ways compared to your process. And yours is a process, not a product, okay, or not a single strategy uh, like most of oh, everyone else out there. Could you explain a little bit about why your um, system, your process for getting people to the zero tax bracket and retirement is? in my opinion, completely different uh, than all the others and why it's so much more holistic and, and uh, comprehensive. Sure. So you're asking me to talk on one of my very favorite subjects, and that's financial gurus and um, why financial gurus say the things that they do. And when I say financial gurus, I'm talking specifically the likes of Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, Clark Howard, um, Ramit Sadie, uh, white, white Coat Investor. Uh, these are all people that have fairly large followings, um, particularly if you look at Dave Ramsey. The goal, you know, Dave Ramsey's goal is to expand his empire and um, really to draw a contrast with the mainstream financial planning community. And so Dave Ramsey does and says things that um, don't always add up. Uh, but the whole goal is to set himself apart from all of the other financial advisors. He's trying to peel off Americans from the, the traditional um, financial planning community and so that they'll follow his show, right? And that's that's really the name of the game. And so in order to appeal to a, a broad audience, and Susie Orman's the same way, you have to paint financial principles in very broad strokes. You have to sort of spoon feed everybody a one size fits all paint by the number approach. And in order to do that, you can't really do justice to concepts like Roth conversions or how much money you should have in your respective uh, investment buckets in a rising tax rate environment. Uh, and you even are, Ramsey, Dave Ramsey specifically is prone to saying, uh, saying things like, you can grow your money at 12% per year on average over time. You can take 8% sustainable withdrawal rates over time out of your investment portfolio. You should never invest in bonds. You should never invest in annuities. You shouldn't tough, touch life insurance with a 10-foot pole. These are the types of things that he says. And sometimes he, you get the feeling he says it for, for shock value. But other times you get the feeling that he really believes it in his core. And the problem is, if I were to sort of summarize the, the, the problem with financial gurus, is they're good for bad investors, but they're bad for good investors. Okay, So if you are struggling to get off of square one and save 300 bucks a month, Dave Ramsey comes along and says, hey, if you start today, maybe you're a 30 year old, you spend, you save 300 bucks a month, you can earn 12% and then you can take 8% distributions off of your corpus of money by the time you reach 65. 
it's the, the results when you run those numbers out over time are pretty fantastic. And so it's very easy to get motivated to get started when he's throwing these amazingly high numbers at you. And so I think that that's part of the purpose is to, to motivate to get people started. And so in that respect, the fact that Dave Ramsey is getting people to begin investing, to get, get out of debt, these are all admirable noble things that Dave Ramsey has done. And I don't criticize Dave Ramsey in any way for his, you know, his baby, his seven step baby steps that he uses to help a lot of Americans get going on the retirement plans. But let's talk about my statement where I said he's bad for good investors. If you are a sophisticated investor, sophisticated investor, you've already done a good job of saving money and you apply Dave Ramsey's financial planning principles to your specific retirement plan, the results could be cataclysmic. They could be catastrophic. <clears throat> I mean, just take, <clears throat> take for example, his recommendation to take 8, 8%, 8%, 8% sustainable uh, withdrawal rates from your retirement plan and to never invest in bonds. Well, pardon me. <clears throat> just recently, uh, Wade Fow, um, who's one of the foremost experts on sustainable retirement planning principles, he did a study where he said, what if somebody was uh, invested 100% in stocks over the arc of their entire retirement, just like Dave Ramsey recommends, and they take 8% withdrawal rates starting day one in retirement and adjusting for inflation every year thereafter. He says the likelihood that your money will last through life expectancy is only 36%. So you have a one in three chance that your money would last through life expectancy. That means you have a two in three chance that you will run out of money before you run out of life. That's a really big deal because at that point, you're going to be eking out, an ex eking out an existence on Social Security alone, not quite the golden years that you thought they were going to be. And so part, part of the issue that I have with financial gurus and part of the reason why my next book is going to be on financial gurus is simply because the types of things that they say, pardon me, <clears throat> the types of things that they say don't really pan out very well for people who have done a good job saving, they played by the rules, and now all of a sudden they, they implement uh, s s some really counterfactual uh, strategies from the likes of, uh, Dave, Dave Ramsey is really the most guilty party, but uh, the, you know some of these other folks are guilty as well. And you end up, um, you're just not maximizing what you could get out of your, your, your retirement savings. You're not squeezing all of the efficiency out of your retirement dollars that you otherwise could. And, and so that's why um, you know my, my approach is, hey, if you've done a good job saving, I am going to teach you how to accumulate dollars in the right types of accounts in the right amounts so that by the time tax rates rise dramatically, even 10 years from now, um, your dollars are positioned in such a way that you can withdraw those monies, those dollars with as little tax ramifications as possible. And I feel like <clears throat> given the narrow scope, I apologize, <clears throat> given the narrow scope of, of what I'm preaching, and given the narrow scope of my message, I feel like I can really dig down, you know, go 10 miles deep and only maybe a foot wide, whereas the likes of Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman, they're going half an inch deep and a mile wide, which really isn't doing a service to, to, to anyone out there. And that's that's basically been my message for some years now. Yeah. yeah and, and Wade Fowl, he's no uh, he's no dummy, right? <laughs> he's no slouch. <laughs> that's right. He's no slouch. Yeah. And uh, could you elaborate maybe a little bit on uh, why you feel um, that the uh, power of zero system process, the movie, the books, um, and what is taught and what we as advisors taught, because I'm a power of zero guy now, and um, 
uh, our whole firm is. And um, why do you feel it's been so successful and uh, it's been embraced uh, so well uh, by the public? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm not good at a lot of things, but I think one thing I am good at is taking what could otherwise be some fairly complex principles and boiling, boiling them down into an understandable way. If you, if you look at the power of zero, it's only about, um, it's only about 100 pages long. So um, basically what I do in the power of zero is I make the case right out of the chute that tax rates, even 10 years from now, are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today. I, I bring in third-party experts to, to show the data behind that. I, I think we're, we're beyond the point of no return. Tax rates have to go up or we go broke as a country. So I make the case in fairly, fairly simple terms in that book. And then I I make the case that, you know, there's millions of different types of investments out there, but all of those investments basically fit into only three types of accounts. And I refer to those accounts in terms of buckets of money. You get your taxable bucket. Those are your um, emergency fund type accounts. You've got your tax deferred bucket. Those are your 401ks and IRAs, 403Bs, SEPs, Simples, Kios. You get the idea. And then you've got your tax-free bucket, which are all of the different types of Roth accounts, Roth IRA, Roth 401k, Roth conversion, and then some types of properly structured life insurance uh, retirement plans. So I, I basically then say that, look, in a rising tax rate environment, there's an ideal amount of money to have in each of those buckets. And so I'm not trying to overcomplicate things. I think I've identified in a, in a pretty straightforward way what the problem is. And then I've identified and laid out a strategy that's fairly simple to follow. Um, it's not always easy to implement. You have to sometimes get some outside help to implement it. But in, in broad strokes, it's fairly easy to follow. And um so I think I've just done a decent job of laying all that out for the public and the public likes simple more than they like complex. And so they um, they've heeded my warnings. And I think that they're uh, starting to prepare themselves. You know, we have a goal of putting 100,000 Americans on the road to the zero percent tax bracket in the next 10 years alone. Uh, we hope that it's more. Um, but the fact that there's only you know, that the, the data is pretty clear that tax rates have to go up and go up dramatically by 2030 and only. 5% of the cumulative retirement balances across the nation are in Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, and Roth conversions. That's startling to me. Like that's, uh, it's, it's really sort of strains, strains credulity to, to see that notwithstanding all of the evidence out there, people are still putting money hand over fist into their IRAs and 401ks. And so <clears throat> um, we got a lot of work ahead of us, but um, our goal is to help people maximize the after-tax retirement distributions in retirement and, and hopefully we start to see that needle go from 95.5 to maybe 90.10 and 80.20, so on and so forth. Yeah, I agree. We've got our work cut out for us, you know? uh, especially if we have the passion that you and I do and, and, and the rest of the Power of Zero team has. Um, and that brings me to my next question, David. And you just, you, you just touched on it. Uh, why do you feel uh, that most advisors in this country are not making their clients aware of what's going on in Washington and with our economy and with our expenses and with our national debt and with the taxes. Why do you feel that most advisors aren't having that conversation, which is by my mind, uh, first should be first and foremost with the position we're in currently. Um, why do you think most of these advisors are not having these conversations with their clients? Well, I don't know about most advisors. I think that I can speak to the major money management institutions for sure. Um, we know that major money management institutions make money by charging you a fee. Uh, let's call it 1%. So let's say they're managing a million of your dollars. 
and your IRA, they're charging you 1% per year. They're making $10,000 per year off you. That's no big deal. That's how a lot of financial advisors get paid. But here's the rub. If they were to persuade you that tax rates in the future are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today, then you might just feel impressed to shift that money to tax-free. And if you shift it to tax-free, what are you going to have to pay along the way? Taxes. Let's call it you know, 25%. So you pay 25% on that million dollars. You get it into the tax-free bucket. Now you got $750,000 in your tax-free bucket. If they're still charging you 1%, now they're only making $7,500 per year off you. So didn't they just experience a pay cut? for persuading you that tax rates in the future are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today. And you and I, Terry, we don't care how much money people have. The only thing that really matters to us is how much they actually get to spend after tax. And so that's a really big deal. You know, I've heard of situations where um, large money management institutions forbid their advisors from ever bringing up, for example, Roth conversions. I would challenge your listeners to go online and to Google the phrase Ken Fisher or Fisher Investments and Roth conversion and see if anything comes up. I've done this multiple times. I've never been able to find an article by Ken Fisher about the uh, benefits of a Roth conversion. He doesn't even want to broach the subject because if he gets paid based on how much of your money he manages and you go out there and do a Roth conversion, now all of a sudden, maybe they're managing 25% uh, less of your money and the 25% that they were managing now goes to the IRS. They don't get to keep money, making money off the money that goes to the IRS. So I, I think that there's a real disincentive for the traditional uh, financial planning community, particularly the large money management institutions, from ever bringing this stuff up. So, um, and that's part of the challenge. Um, even if you go to Susie Orman's web, website, she, she talks about Roth conversions, but in very, very broad strokes. I mean, you read through it and you just don't, don't even know where to start. You don't even know what to make of it. It's almost like she's just paying lip service to this idea of Roth conversion so she can come across as a as a sort of a comprehensive advisor. And I think that's really what makes the power of zero approach so different as we we really identify, number one, should you be doing a Roth conversion? If so, how much should you be converting from, you know, from your tax deferred bucket to the tax free bucket and over what time frame? OK, tax rates aren't going to stay low forever. We believe that 2030 is really that um, that end date by which you need to get all of your money repositioned to tax free. So that gives us eight years if you include 2023. So we're looking at a position where we say, OK, you got a million dollars in your tax deferred bucket. How much should you be repositioning per year and over what time frame? These are the types of things that you're not going to get from Dave Ramsey. In fact, Dave Ramsey says if you're within five years of retirement, don't even do a Roth conversion, which totally doesn't make any sense at all to me. I mean, there's no real justification for justification for why he would say that on his website, but he does. So um, I think that people are are hungering for real solid strategies that can help insulate them from the impact of rising taxes. And I think that's another reason why Power Zero has, has gained so much traction. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, one of the biggest problems I, I, I see out there um, and it's not so much the ones that don't even talk about Roth conversions and taxes. It's it's also uh, you know kind of a problematic uh, that a lot of the ones that do um, are talking about it in such a way that they only have one solution. They've got a, one silver bullet, and it's not a Roth conversion. Usually, it's something else. And what I like about your 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 approach and your process, David, is 
you know, it, it's um, strategy agnostic or product agnostic. It's whatever's going to do the best job and complete the job uh, in a holistic, comprehensive way. And could you touch on that between the advisors that have the silver bullet or two uh, as compared to the uh, power of zero process? Sure. And, and the silver bullet that you are referring to so delicately is um, typically cash value life insurance, life insurance, retirement plan, index, universal life or whole life insurance. This is what you'll see if if your listeners are ever on TikTok or Instagram or other social media platforms, you'll see people that 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 exalt, for example, index universal life in an attempt to debase all of the other tax free alternatives that are out there. For example, here's why index universal life is so much better than say a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. And I think that this is just a foolhardy way to approach tax-free retirement planning. We should be taking a balanced, comprehensive approach to tax-free retirement that takes advantage of all the nooks and crannies in the IRS tax code. I make the case that you should have between four and six different streams of tax-free income, none of which show up on the IRS's radar, but all of which contribute to you being in the 0% tax bracket. Let's talk about them real quick. We talk about the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k, the Roth conversion. If through the Roth conversion, you can get your um, IRA balance down low enough, then your required minimum distributions will be offset by your standard deductions. So that's also tax-free. We've got the life insurance retirement plan that we talked about, or the IUL, that can be powerful in the right context. Um, If you can keep your provisional income low enough, then your social security can also be tax-free. I think that's, uh, I think that's six of them there. Um, And so, and so the goal here is to, to recognize that every single one of those streams of tax-free income has something that's unique about it, that none of the other streams of tax-free can, can do. And so we utilize all of them because they all are part of the puzzle. And when you, when all those puzzle pieces fit together perfectly, then that 0% tax bracket comes into focus. And so, for example, we love the Roth IRA because the Roth IRA gives you 100% liquidity on everything you put in. You could take it out if you need to. We recommend that you don't, but you could. The Roth 401k is great because it gives you a, a company match typically. You get free money for making contributions. We love the Roth conversion because there's no limits on how much you can convert in any given year. If you had a billion dollars in your IRA, you could convert every last dime of it over to uh, you know, a Roth IRA. So that's the real workhorse in getting you to the 0% tax bracket. We love the life insurance retirement plan, specifically the index universal life version of that, because it gives you a death benefit that doubles as long-term care. You can get, receive your ben- your death benefit in advance of your death for the purpose of paying for long-term care. And if you die peaceful in your sleep, never having needed long-term care, then guess what? Someone's still getting a death benefit along the way. And of course, your money's growing safely and productively in the meantime, and you can access that tax-free along the way. We love taking money out of our IRAs tax-free by having it offset by the standard deduction, because to me, that's like the holy grail of financial planning. You got a deduction on the front end, you grew the money tax deferred, and then you took it out tax-free by way of that standard deduction. And then we love social tax-free social security because it helps shield you from a lot of different risks, longevity risk, long-term care risk, inflation risk. There's just a lot of things that it helps protect you from. So these are these are all of these different streams of tax-free income that have different qualities and attributes that make them unique, that make them, a, you know, an indispensable part of your balanced, comprehensive approach to tax-free retirement plan. Yeah, 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 I, I agree. Um, 
and I'm glad we found you. Okay, yeah, it's, it's changed our life. I know that, and the lives of our clients and uh, and aspiring clients as well. Um, you mentioned uh, that uh, you know taxes are going to have to dr- dr- drastically increase uh, by the year 2030. Uh, that's kind of like the uh, the drop dead point, if you will. Um, but what most people fail to remember is it starts before that, doesn't it? Like in about a little over two years. Um, yeah, so so they're um, starting January 1st, 2026. We know that the tax sale of a lifetime is chapter six of my book, The Power is Here. I call it the tax sale of a lifetime, which really is referring to the Trump tax cuts. Those expire. So that tax cut that Trump uh, pushed through was not a permanent tax cut. It was it was, you know, it was run through under budget reconciliation, which means it had an eight year horizon, which means it expired after eight years. That happens in 2026. That means that between now and then we basically have three tax years within which to take advantage of historically low tax rates. And every year that goes by where you fail to take advantage of historically low tax rates is potentially a year beyond 2026 in which you could pay those higher tax rates, which is what we experienced in 2017 and earlier. Now, Frankly, those tax rates will go up on the margin. So, for example, if you're in the 22 currently, that goes up to 25. If you're in the 24, that goes up to 28. That's that is a you know, it's an increase on the margin. But what I'm worried about, which you mentioned, as I'm really worried about what happens in 2030, David Walker, former comptroller general of the federal government, in his book, Come Back America, he predicted that by 2030, tax rates would have to double or more. Okay to keep our country solvent, to pay for unfunded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and interest on the national debt. So um, when you think of your tax bracket going from 22 to 25, not such a big deal, or 24 to 28, not the end of the world. But when you think about your 22% tax bracket going to uh, 44, for example, that could start to approach an an apocalyptic uh, scenario for you. And so really... We're telling people, yes, you've got a, you got three years or so to take advantage of the historically low tax rates, but you have another five years beyond that or so uh, to take advantage of still relatively low tax rates before we feel like that tax rate train is really going to slam down on America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, 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 it amazes me. Um, I guess it does and it doesn't that in talking with families and individuals, um, they don't understand and, or they don't have their arms around or, or, or appreciate um, the, the, the damage that the largest expense in their lifetime will continue to be the largest expense of their lifetime. And they don't calculate it in, if they calculate it all, uh, into their future earn, or, you know, their future income and what those higher taxes can do to, in some cases, really devastate their retirement and uh, force them to run out of money uh, years ahead of their life expectancy in many cases. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, I said, when you put money into 401k or IRA, now keep in mind, you should have some money in your, in your 401k and IRA because you will have that standard deduction. And if you don't have any money in your tax deferred bucket, then your standard deduction sits idle and you won't be able to use it. So you will have unnecessarily paid taxes on some of your money along the way. Um, so it's okay to have some money. You just don't want to have all of your money. And so I, 
I, I tell people that when you put money into your 401k or IRA, it's like going into a business partnership with the IRS. And every year they get to vote on what percentage of your profits they get to keep. Not a very good business partnership, if you ask me. So, for example, you could have a million dollars in your IRA, but unless you can accurately predict what tax rates are going to be in the year you take that money out, you don't really know how much money you have. And it's pretty hard to plan for retirement if you don't know how much money you have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, David, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a while. Um, what is something um, that you know now about this whole process, what you're doing uh, that you wish you knew when you started? I didn't know very much at all when I started back in 1997. Um, back in 1997, um, you know, Bill Clinton stood before the nation in the State of the Union. And he says, I've got great news, folks. He says the, um, the, the national debt is only $5 trillion and the budget is balanced through 2023. OK, so he says for the next basically 20, what is that, 26 years, he says, we have budget surpluses, okay? So we were living, when I got into the financial services industry for the first time, we were living in a completely different world. Now, now clearly, the reason he only went out to 2023 is because that's, it looked good through 2023. Uh, he wasn't factoring in the unfunded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid that catch up with us after 2023. And so I spent, gosh, the first 13 years of my career just telling people about how to invest their money, maybe how life insurance, um, life insurance retirement plan fits into it. But I didn't really understand the urgency behind why we would want to systematically reposition our dollars to tax free and to take advantage of historically low tax rates along the way. Uh, I didn't really fully wrap my arms around that until I met David Walker. Um, I got to know David Walker. Um, I've gotten to know him personally um, over the last few years because he appeared in our documentaries, appeared on my podcast. Um, but I, I, I watched a, a piece by him on 60 Minutes. He appeared on 60 Minutes back in 2000. Gosh, I want to say it was 2007 or 2008. And um, as part of what he called the fiscal wake up tour, where he's basically, you know, as they said in the in the piece, he was charging across the country like a, an Old Testament prophet, raising the warning cry to whoever would listen. And what he said back then, he says, the reason nobody does anything is because there's no immediate crisis. But he says that every year that goes by where you fail to fundamenta fundamentally and dramatically reform Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, he says that the reality of, of higher taxes is all the more uh, certain. In fact, he wrote a piece for CNN, I think in 2008 or nine, in which he says, the title of the piece is Why Your Taxes Could Double. Okay, so he was really raising the warning cry way before anybody else was. And of course, he had an Oscar-nominated movie called IO USA, which really called it out. But you know what? He did the movie and it raised a, you know, a real ruckus at the time. And then people, frankly, they forgot about it. And so uh, David Walker is still out there raising the warning cry. Um, but this is something that I wish I had known about well before when I actually knew about it. And so now I'm trying to make up for lost time by and, and you know what? It's actually not the end of the world because, you know, people come up to me sometimes at the end of my presentation. They say, Dave, thanks a lot. Now I'm in a really bad mood. I say, why are you in a bad mood? And they say, because I got all my money in the tax deferred bucket. And I said, 
let me see if I understand this correctly. You contributed money to your tax deferred investments when tax rates were much higher than they are today. You got a deduction at those higher rates for doing so. You now have a, you know, if you count between now and 2030, you now have an eight year period of time during which to take advantage of historically low tax rates. So that by the time tax rates potentially double over time, you've done all the heavy lifting. You can then take your dollars out tax free. I said, is, I say, is that why you're in such a bad mood? So, so really, the timing is perfect for Americans to take advantage of these strategies because they did get deductions at those higher rates. They now are at a period of historically low tax rates and they have time to get that money repositioned to tax free before tax rates go up for good. And so this message is really timely. I tell people there's never been a better time in the history of our country to be implementing these strategies. Yeah, excellent. Um, we're going to you know, start winding down here in a moment, but uh, David, could you tell me, or, and our audience, obviously, um, how you define success? Uh, I think I define success by how many people I can help, right? Um, and a lot of people define it in monetary ways, but really money is a function of how many people you help. And so that's why I've tried to quantify our mission at Power of Zero in terms of how many people we can help, how many people we can put on the road to the 0% tax bracket. So if over the next 10 years we can put, or through my organization, we can help put 100,000 Americans on the road to the 0% tax bracket, then I will have considered this next decade or so as a, uh, as a success. Great, great. Um, is, David, is there anything uh, that you'd like to share that we haven't talked about already? I guess my final thoughts would simply be this, that um, if you believe that tax rates in the future are likely to be dramatically higher than they are today and you are and you have significant amounts of money in your tax deferred bucket, that you should be mindful that, you know, while we are enjoying historically low tax rates, they haven't always been this low. Post-World War II, they were as high as 94 percent. As recently as the 70s, they were as high as 70 percent. So we're sort of at this artificially low period of, of tax rates. And sometimes we have this, what I call illusion of linearity. Tax rates are low now, therefore they're going to continue to be low forever. Whereas if you, if you zoom back and see that, wow, tax rates have been much higher in the past than they are today. And everybody's predicting that they're likely to go up. Nobody thought interest rates would go up, but here we are, they've risen as dramatically as we've seen them ever rise. So tax rates can do the same thing. So I guess my final concluding thought would be, don't let a year go by where you fail to take advantage of historically low tax rates because every year that goes by where you fail to take advantage of historically low tax rates is potentially a year beyond 2030 when you could be paying double. You don't wanna uh, miss out on the tax sale and then when they return to previous levels or, or, or even rise dramatically, you have that regret of not having cashed in while tax rates were historically low. David, thank you with all that. And, and, and your contact information, et cetera, all that's uh, uh, at the bottom of the screen. Um, is there anything you'd like to add there to you know, how people might contact you or what have you? No, I, I, I would recommend they take a look at the, the YouTube channel. Um, I really, I'm putting out three videos a week where we talk about, I really talk about three things. I talk about the financial condition of our country and what are the most up-to-date things we need to be aware of. I talk about specific financial strategies that you can utilize to protect yourself from the impact of higher taxes. And then uh, I would say a third of my videos are responding to financial gurus, 
that are saying things that maybe run counter to what I consider to be um, proven math-based, historically-based, um, you know, retirement strategies. Well, David, uh, you know, uh, I can't speak for our audience, but uh, I want to personally express my gratitude for not only you being here today, uh, but for your mission and what you brought to society in the form of the power of zero. It's, 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 it's so incredibly um, uh, needed and it's so incredibly important. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining uh, this week's episode of Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. And keep in mind, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. And with that, have a great week and see you next time. Take care, everybody. This has been the Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success podcast. If you have questions about creating tax-free wealth and income, forward-looking tax mitigation, strategic risk mitigation, wealth preservation and legacy planning, and advanced financial management, go to DuponAdvisory.com or email Terry at DuponAdvisory.com. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.